Hello, everyone. Welcome to Cut the Shit, Get Fit, Episode 9. Hopefully you enjoyed last week's episode with Krista and got something out of it because she is honestly one of the best in the industry when it comes to nutrition coaching and kind of has every little bit of troubleshooting when it comes to anything you're struggling with. So I would highly, highly suggest that you guys listen to it or listen to it again. Uh, so this week is going to be a little bit different. You guys got just me and no guest because rather than going back to back weeks with, you know, someone to interview, sometimes it's just good to listen to me ramble on about random crap. But uh, I promise today will be uh, another good one and uh, hopefully you guys will get something out of it. Um, before I actually start, uh, if you head over to my brand new website at cuttheshitgetfit.com, I finally have my own podcasting website. So you can honestly check it out. All the episodes are uploaded there from newest to oldest. So if you're not on an Apple device, you can actually just click each one and listen to it. Um, that being said, if you do have an Apple device, go to your iTunes and search up in the podcast section, cut the shit, get fit and subscribe. So then you'll actually get a notification each time I upload a new episode. So you'll be ahead of the game. Uh, for all those Android users, I am on Google Play. So just search up cut the shit, get fit on Google Play and you guys should be able to access it. So... For this week, um, for those who are subscribed to my newsletter, I sent out on Monday a little story of what I did over the weekend, and it kind of tied into what I'm going to talk about today. Um, so when I, uh, this past weekend, I went on to a hike out here in um, British Columbia, Vancouver, called the uh, Squamish Chief. And uh, after the hike... My fiance and I, we um, went out to a lake called Alice Lake and, you know, we just wanted to hang out there and just relax and enjoy the sun because out here in Vancouver, we probably get rained on for 300 days out of the year. So you kind of have to bask in the sun while you can. Um, but I noticed one thing looking around uh, the lake where everybody was, you know, eating burgers, eating hot dogs, chips, like you name it, like everything you can imagine of that you shouldn't be doing while trying to get fit and healthy. And then really quickly, I looked down and looked to see what I was eating. I was like, oh, I'm doing the same thing. I'm having, I'm having pizza, but that's okay. And that's what I, I kind of want to get into today is that if you have an awareness of what you're doing with your diet, you are kind of on the right track. And I'll kind of explain what that means. So when I train my clients, summer's always one of those times of year where people will start missing their sessions. They'll, you know, cut work early to go to a rooftop patio somewhere downtown. They'll go out for drinks during the week when usually during the year they won't do that. And... I've always wondered, like, what's what's the deal? Like, I get it. It's nice outside, but come on, you got to be 
consistent. But at the same time, you know, you look at summer as a break. You know, your kids are out of school, they're enjoying themselves, and sometimes parents will take that mindset of taking a break from the gym and good eating, which is completely fine. Whereas before, I always thought, like, you know, come on, you should have a little bit more willpower. But what if you're one of those individuals where um, you're eating really, really well all throughout the year, but summer? You know, if you kind of look at a year, you know, from January all the way up until December and kind of pick the times and times of the year where you allow yourself to indulge a little bit more. So an example would be, you know, let's start with, um, make it easy, in January. January is that month where everybody's like, okay, new year, new me, I need to get healthy, I need to eat better, I need to sleep better, I need to do this, this, and that, which is awesome. February rolls around, if you're still in it, you're doing well. March rolls around, you're doing great. And then there's one week in March where you have spring break. So if you are a parent, then you know your kids are out of school. This is where you'll either take a trip or you know you're trying to find activities for the kids to have, you know, be amused and not stay home and just get glued to the TV. So your, you know, adherence to your workouts and your nutrition probably falls off a little bit. But then after school's back in, you're right back at it. And then we kind of roll into, um, you know, May, June, you're still pretty good. There's like the weather's starting to get a little bit better. So you know, every weekend you're going to be going out somewhere, probably not doing the best with food. That's okay. Um, summer hits and that's where kind of like all the hell breaks loose. But Again, going forward, you get into September, and everyone's, again, back on track. They're trying to do whatever they can to get healthy. October rolls around. If you're in Canada, that's Thanksgiving, so you have that one weekend where you're, you know, letting yourself indulge in that extra slice of pie. If you're in the States, that's November. And then you're right back into December where you have Christmas parties, um you know, your family dinners and it all kind of accumulates and then you're right back into New Year's Eve, another binge fest of drinking and food. And it's kind of that kind of cycle. So where am I getting at with this? So looking at this, the example of summer, um, if you know that you're going to have a trip coming up, you're going camping, you're going to be doing this, you're going to be doing that, and you know that there's no way around saying no to, you know, say you're at the lake and there's a barbecue, you're not going to want to whip out, you know, your six Tupperware containers of food while everyone else is enjoying their, you know, juicy burger, which I totally get. And as long as you know that, you know, throughout the whole year, you're doing the best to make, you know, lifestyle choices and changes and trying to change bad behaviors... And then knowing that going into summer, that's where you have some leeway. That's completely fine. As long as that, you know, when summer's over and September hits, 
you're back on track, you're trying to, you know, make healthier choices, you're trying to be prepared, you're trying to do everything you can. So don't feel like, you know, say you go camping and everyone's cracking beers and in your head you're like, oh, no, I can't have that. No, that's like 230 calories, that's, I'm going to be over. Like, don't sweat it. Like, let yourself enjoy the things that you want to enjoy and not feel that you need to be, you know, restricted, right? Because, like, just like me, this summer I probably have had, you know, snacks here and there, a lot of beer, because, you know, when it's hot out, the best thing out there is to have a ice-cold glass with a beer in it, whereas during the fall and winter and, you know, if there's no holiday or birthday, then I'm eating clean as much as I can. So really you need to pick the times of the year where you're going to be consistent and the times where, you know, you're going to have a little variety in your diet. Um, it also goes the same if, you know, you're traveling a lot for work or, you know, you are one of those people that will travel all of summer and that's two solid months where you're not going to be home prepping your meals and, you have like a routine, it all kind of comes down to planning if you really think about it. So an example would be like if you travel on the other side of the world and you're in Greece and you're going to be there for two months or you're going to be traveling from different European countries and you're just trying to take it all in. And knowing that it's going to be really tough not to gain like 10 pounds from just eating like bread, cheese, and wine. Um, you kind of have to put in a little bit more effort in planning what's around you. So an easy one is like, say your first stop is somewhere out in Europe and you know where your hotel is, you know what city you're going to be in. So there's a little thing called Google Maps. (laughs) So if you put in your location, you can actually mark out if there's, you know, a grocery store nearby, if there's a farmer's market, if there's, anything like that where you can actually go buy some food so you're not constantly just eating out every single time because when you go to a different country or a different city the easy way out is just oh I saw this shop or saw this restaurant let's just go eat there and the trouble with the restaurants and places that you don't usually eat it's really really easy to overeat like when you think about the portions you get or, you know, you want to try all these different foods and you're just stuffing your face, like it's going to add up really quick. And, you know, the alcohol is going to even increase that number really fast. Because we all know that when you're out of your element at home, it's really easy to break out of that hamster wheel of being prepared and just going with the flow and just you know, eating with whatever's in front of you. Like, as long as you plan what you can do to be on track and not just put your whole diet into a shitstorm of a whirlwind, then you'll be fine. Like, go enjoy your trip, go enjoy the sights, go enjoy the new food, but at the same time, just be mindful of what you're doing and what you're putting in your mouth and maybe, you know, searching if there's anything near you that you can make better choices.
Now, that all being said, don't look as at this as like a setback because if you are open to the idea of, you know, there's times of the year where you can be more lenient with your diet and then there's other times of the year where you're really strict and you're on point and you're not missing workouts and that's fine. So if you look over that calendar year example that I gave you guys earlier, you could think of, you know, eight months out of the whole year, you're doing your best in eating healthy, getting more sleep, getting your workouts in, and then say the four months that are rest of the year where that includes your summer, your winter, and, you know, stat holidays, those weekends where you are a little bit more lenient to your diet, that's that's completely fine. You're still going to get to where you want to be. But at the same time, you also have to be realistic because obviously if you try to be, you know, perfect with your diet and, you know, exercise, say 10 months of the year, 11 months of the year, then obviously you're going to see that success a lot faster. But at the same time, you know, you got to enjoy life, right? Even myself as a coach, it's really hard to say no to, you know, a bottle of wine, a six pack of beer, freaking cheesecake. And if you know me, like cheesecake is my life. Like I could, if someone put down a whole cake in front of me, I could just devour that thing in one sitting. But, you know, you need to pick and choose when to do those things. I'm not saying that you should go out and eat a whole cake to yourself, but, you know, like a slice is not going to kill you, but it will add up if you're doing it every single day of the week. You need to realize that, you know, this whole getting healthy, getting fit thing is a lifestyle change and not a 30-day challenge that's going to fix, you know, 40 years of bad eating habits because it's not. So if you look at, you know, getting healthy as a marathon and not a sprint where you're trying to get there as quick as possible and it doesn't matter what you're doing to get there, then you're going to lose. Whereas if you, you know, pick at it nice and slowly, you know, slowly but surely, you'll get there. You know, it's a lifestyle change and not just, you know, you're just picking it up and going as going with the flow. It just it's not that easy. And even if it's small changes, those small changes add up. So say last year your big thing was to you know, go for a walk twice a week outside and you did that consistently for a year. That's a new habit you formed that's good for your health and you didn't even do that the year prior. So, you know, pat yourself on the back and then find something else. So say in a span of five years, you're adding one major new habit that's good for your health, that'll add up, that'll add years onto your life compared to, you know, I'm doing this 30-day challenge, I'm not allowed to eat anything past 1,000 calories, I'm not allowed to eat carbs, I'm not allowed to have alcohol, I'm not allowed to do anything. Yeah, you're going to change super quick, but then when you go back to your regular life, like, (laughs) you're just going to balloon up and feel like crap about yourself 
and then not go on a, uh, a diet again until you feel the need to do something ridiculous and strict like that again. So enjoy the little things that you want, but not to an excess, obviously. And, you know, a good piece of homework for all of you guys would be is, you know, go look at a calendar. Mark down all the dates where you're going to be traveling or vacationing and kind of pick and choose where you want to, you know, indulge and taste all the foods that you shouldn't be eating, really. And then you'll have a better idea and perspective of, okay, that's okay. I'm allowed to, you know, have carbs when I want to or have a piece of cake and be okay about it. So I want to leave you with one thing I always tell my clients during summer because it's really tough to stay on track and I completely understand. All you need to do is just show up. It's really easy to, you know, miss workouts if you're going to the gym during the summer because, you know, you wake up and you see an awesome day outside and you're like, the last thing I want to do is go inside and start working out and sweating up a pile of crap off me, right? And, you know, especially if you're going to work and, you know, you're done at five and you have to go to the gym after, you'd rather be on your patio or outside than inside doing squats. (laughs) But if you just tell yourself to just show up, even if you're, like, tired and your mind's not in it, just showing up would do so much for you. Like, I tell my clients this all the time, just show up. Because even if you had a crappy workout and you had no energy for it, your mind was not in it, you're still moving and you're still getting the benefit of the exercise. Rather than, you know, showing up once or twice a week and then the next week you're not even there and then the next week you're there for one time and then it's just all over the place and then you get to a point where, you know, I'm not even like making my appointments or getting into the gym. I'm just going to take this whole month off. The moment you get into that headspace, you've lost. There's all that progress that you made in that year of being consistent is lost on the exercise part. And I'm assuming that if you're taking a whole month off of exercise, you're probably taking a whole month off of eating properly because your mindset's just through the window. The other thing I tell my clients is... um, they always experience this, that say they take a week off to go somewhere around the world and they come back. You know, that first workout when they come back, even if I take down the volume, they're like, holy crap, this is this is tough. So within a week of not doing anything, you actually lose, I can't remember the exact number, but a percentage, like say like 20% of your aerobic capacity. So the ability to get through your workout without, you know, feeling like you're going to pass out because your lungs can't catch up with your body. You know, so when my clients come back, I, you know, scale back the workout, but if they had to do what they did the week prior, like there's no chance in hell they would 
not like me more than usual. So after the two-week mark, you know, your aerobic capacity is down. The second thing, and again, don't quote me on the percentage, but I believe it's like 40% of strength that you lose after doing two weeks of nothing. And then when the clients come back at that after that two-week mark, they're like, holy crap, right? It's tough. So now you can only imagine if you took a full month off from the gym and from practicing good habits of eating, like it's going to be a rough couple weeks to get back into it, right? That's why a lot of people during, um, you know, the New Year's resolution on January 1st, that first week, you know, that whole gym is going to be packed. But as the days progress throughout January, you start seeing people fall off really easily because one, they're like, holy crap, I'm really, really sore. I don't really want to do any of this anymore. I'm so tired of trying to prep my meals. And then they end up giving up and they're back in their lazy ways. So the big take-home message is just you need to show up. You'd be so surprised what your body can do for you when you just show up. And, you know, I totally get it. You could be hungover from the night before. You could have had no sleep because you were out all night and, you know, had to wake up for work the next day. I get it. But you'll feel so much better just moving. Like, those clients with the, that are all over the place during summer, you know, when they come in, and I know they have no energy for doing the F finisher at the end of the workout. They don't have enough energy or strength to, you know, push a couple more reps or push a little bit more weight. But, you know, let's do two sets of everything. Go really slow. Take longer breaks if you have to. Get a little longer stretch at the end. Foam a little bit more in the beginning. And you're going to leave the gym feeling awesome. And now your brain will associate, hey, that wasn't actually too bad. You know, maybe we can do this again next week and I'll still feel better. And that's a like, little trick that you can actually play with your body that, you know, maybe, yeah, you miss a couple sessions and it's summer, but if you're feeling better after the gym, you're going to be more inclined to actually come back. So that's what I'm going to leave you guys with. So anytime you feel like you want to skip the gym or you don't feel like cooking a bunch of meals for the week, just remember if you just show up and just move or you know pack a couple snacks with you to go somewhere and you know knowing that summer is going to be that time where you can allow yourself to enjoy a little bit more and knowing that you know when the summer's over you're going to be back on track and out of this oh it's the first week of September I'm still I can still like play around with my diet and enjoy all the crap I've been eating. You want to be able to step out of that mind frame of I'm on a break and get back to reality as soon as possible because it's I've seen it a bunch of times where you know people come back from summer vacation and they're ready to get back to the gym but they procrastinate like crazy before they even you know email me saying, hey, I'm ready to come back. Like I need to hound the, some people down to get back and get their butts back into the gym. And that can take all the way up until October. <laughs> so 
remember, just show up. Allow yourself to enjoy the foods of summer, and you'll be fine. Uh, so if you guys have any questions or feedback, uh, please email me at rafael at empowerhp.ca and check out the new website, cuttheshitgetfit.com. Uh, please share, subscribe, rate, review this podcast episode, and uh, we'll see you next time.
Hey guys, hopefully you enjoyed episode eight with Krissa Scott Dixon. If you have any questions, feel free to email me at rafael at empowerhp.ca. Uh, so again, please rate, subscribe, and review, and uh, we'll see you guys next week.